How you guys doing today? It's Jake from the Fourth Liners Podcast. I'm here with Bryce, and we got a lot to talk about. Um, but you know what? This is my favorite time of the season, um, of the NHL season, because I love seeing trades and signings and stuff like that, where the NHL uh, shifts and like top players are changing teams. It's just exciting to see, and you know, um, I, that's I, I honestly like it a lot better than other sports like basketball because you see so many super teams, but you don't really see that with the NHL. A lot of teams go for players that more fit the roles, and you know. I, I like that a lot better, and that's what makes it so exciting this time. Um, Hockey just has so many moving pieces, you know? Yeah. So, like, there's just so many different things you can think about, positions to fill, roles to fill. Uh, the draft, I mean, watching the draft is one of my favorite yeah. things to do. I, I love the draft. I, I watched the first probably 15-ish picks yeah, same this here. year, and it was a good draft. Pretty quiet when it comes to trades, but I don't really – who cares about that? No, yeah, like so, – Honestly, it it was a pretty good draft because there was a lot of shockers and um, I honestly like it got me sometimes because like I was I had to look up some of the guys names that went so early. So it's it was a good draft, man. Like there's a lot was. of they're they're saying it could be like an 03 level draft. I don't know how true that is, but like the top I can see five. It. Yeah, the top five guys to go like. I mean, it, like, I don't know if you can really go wrong with any of them. Except, where did Arizona pick again? Was that sixth? Yeah, six. Yeah, okay, so the top five were just, like, solid, solid picks, dude. Like, all of those players I could see being stars in the league. Yeah, no, like, all of them, basically, like, I mean, Bedard's obviously coming into the NHL right away. Um, I'm not sure about Leo Carlson. Maybe, maybe not. But he, they have some time. Like, the Ducks are not going to be... I see the Cup winning team anytime soon, but um, but I know Bedard's going to be playing. Um, Fantilli, I think, is definitely coming. I think he signed his entry level deal and he'll be yeah. there. Uh, I don't think he's going to go back to Michigan. I think he's always he, he's pretty eager to play anywhere. He played on the Olympic team too, I think, um, and he's played on the World I mean, Juniors. Let, let, let's let's go through this from. You know, the top here. Let, okay, yeah, okay, let's okay. Uh, let's talk about you know everybody in the top ten, and then maybe we can point out some some standouts after that. Okay. Um. Obviously, Bedard goes first to Chicago. No surprise there. It's. I mean, I'm still pissed that Chicago won. I, I, I know think Chicago it's needs crazy. To be bad for longer, but you know, I thought Bedard, about that. I thought about that when Chicago, like Chicago, was picking. I was like, after all what happened with them to get the first overall pick, it's just a little weird. Um. You know, I, I guess they have to save the franchise in some way. But did I was you thinking see? That. Did you see that street reporter interviewing the GM of yeah. the of the Blackhawks? Yeah, he didn't, know he, he didn't even know who he was. And he asked him if he was funny. going to a Blackhawks game. He's like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it was um, it was a good interview. It was funny. Um, but Bedard, I think, completely changes the fabric of that team. He's obviously going to come in right away and play. I mean, what are your predictions mm -hmm. for him in year one? How many, like, how many points? If he plays a full 82 games, how many points do you think Connor well, Bedard gets? Well, you know what? One thing I've noticed Chicago doing, and it's probably, you know, a smart thing to do. They have player, they got players to play alongside of him. I think that that guy is going to be Taylor Hall, and I think they're going to put Corey Perry beside him. Um, they signed Corey Perry to a $4 million deal. He's going to play with one of the next best players in the world. Um, 
And you know what? Their profiles will raise at the trade deadline and then they'll flip them. But Connor Bedard would have prime teammates to actually, you know, get points up there, get, um, you know, the Calder, the trophy or whatever, the rookie of the year. And I just think that, you know, I do see him doing very well because of Taylor Hall and Corey Perry be by his side. And even if it was one of them by them sides and then, you know, Anthony Cio or someone on the wing that they have can go up. But I, I honestly, I think he's going to do very well in his first season, given the ice time he's going to get, because there's not really a, a top center there besides him. So I really, you know, to turn the Chicago Blackhawks around, I think this is the the move that, you know, would would have to do it. I think he's just generational. I think you can they only need say that. to keep. They need to keep bringing up young talent underneath to them. Um, mm-hmm. Like they, they don't have a dry sidle, you know, mm-hmm. so like they, they, they need to keep drafting well and, and acquiring good players. I mean, like I do not think that Connor Bedard is the fix, like the magical fix that's going to thrust Chicago up into the playoffs. No. I mean, we know how no. hockey is. It's a team game. Bedard is obviously going to be very good. Like realistically, I think in his first season, he's going to be close to a point per game player, if not over. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I think Bedard has the potential to be, you know, a, a 110, 115 point player in the NHL. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe even more. Right. We, we, we're not really quite sure he's a different player than McDavid, but Bedard is going to be a top three player in the NHL probably within the next five years. Right. So, well, well yeah, like, like, and I, 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 I like, do you think they'll flip? But like Taylor Hall and Corey Perry at the deadline. It de- it it depends. Like it this well, like yes, it's, a, that it's could another make way. Sense. It's just another way to get prospects it's, instead of it, a draft. It, it makes sense, but like at the same time, like you can't like like give Bedard an AHL team to play with. Like there has to be some kind of roster stability with him. Like I, I can't imagine going in there as Bedard, and then you know you have some quality teammates and then they just get dished out at the trade deadline. And then like, does that cycle just continue to repeat? Like you got to give them some stability. You got to let them build, build some, some chemistry with players. Well, you know, like I just see it as like, you know, you got to be bad to get good, you know, look at Pittsburgh and how many multiple, like first overall second or overall picks they had before they kind of got good again. Um, Yeah. And you just kind of have to suffer, but then it, it works out in the end and you, I mean, you shed some of the core, you gain some value, and I feel like that's how Chicago was too when they first came up and won their their three cups and and won how many ever years, six years. It's just, it's just like Bedard needs another star player, and like we've yeah. seen that through and through. Like you know, McDavid has Drysital, right? Kane uh, needs Crosby his Kane, Kane needs, needs his... needed Taves. You know, yeah. Crosby needed Malkin, right? So like you have to with these generational players you have to get them another elite elite player to play with right and i mean that doesn't always mean you'll be successful you know they got to start to build up their depth like we got to remember here chicago is is incredibly weak everywhere well like everywhere top defenseman is uh kevin korchinski that's their top prospect and he's supposed to be pretty good actually he's supposed to be good yes yeah I'm a fan of him. Um, it's just, I'm trying to look at their other prospects here because I don't know off the top of my head. Oh, they have Frank Nazar, who's supposed to be quite good, and Lucas yeah, Reichel. But right. but none of those guys scream to me um, 
Okay, this website, blackhawkup.com, is frozen my computer. I just want everybody to know that. Don't visit this website. <laughs> my mouse. What the? Keep talking. I got to fix my mouse okay. here. This is ridiculous. Yeah, you know, like, uh, it was pretty obvious uh, Conor Bernard was going to go there. Um, I think they knew that as soon as they won the lottery. Uh, and Conor Bernard has been projected number one overall for uh, basically his whole life. And, I mean, he's compared to Mitchkoff, but uh, clearly Bedard is the better player. Um, he was the, like we said, he's a guy that has a lot of control and say where he's going to go, but I think he'll stick it out, and I think he's excited to be in Chicago. Um, I, it looks like they're excited to have him, so maybe it is this is a turnaround, um, a step in, definitely a step in the right direction. So it was a good pick for them, the first overall. I think there's not much you can say about Bedard, but I think the one thing that they could say like that he's not as fast as like, you know, some other guys are like, he's probably a okay, pretty fast I guy. I fixed it. Oh my God, dude. That's what happened to me lately. My mouse and my computer will just stop working. Really? Oh yeah. I just think Connor Bernard was the pretty obvious pick for number one. Um, and then we go to number two, the Anaheim ducks. They select center Leo Carlson um, from uh, Sweden. I, I honestly like, even though that, <laughs> we knew they were interested in Leo Carlson. And I still thought they were going to go with Fantilli just because of the skill Adam Fantilli, I mean, um, brings to the table. And also everyone projected to him to be number two anyways. Um, but Leo Carlson's a, a really great player. Um, I think he is the best, one of the best European players in this draft. Uh, and I, I think the Anaheim Ducks are looking great for the future. I think they have so many prospects coming up. So many guys are, you know, in their prime that it's really turning around. And the last time they were good, it was like the Corey Perry, Ryan Getzlaff, Ryan Kessler era, you know, and um, they haven't been really good since. So I think they're get, getting there soon and uh, pick with Leo Carlson. He'll be ready at any time soon for them. And I'm not sure if he's playing this season, but I think this is a great pick for them. How, what, what about you, Bryce? Well, I predict like I read that stuff that said that Carlson was gonna get taken um by Anaheim. It wasn't like for sure, but I think the Carlson pick is smart because Leo Carlson is really smart. Like he's that mm-hmm. kind of I, what I believe to be that kind of classic steady Swedish center who's just got a really good all round game and a high hockey like IQ. Yeah. Like I'm not saying Fantilli doesn't have a high hockey IQ, but I'm just saying Leo Carlson I think is just like different from from Fantilli and different from Zegris. You know, he's just like steady, steady, steady and lacks the flash, but, you know, is going to be the type of center that is going to rack up a ton of assists and, and you know, score a decent amount. And and yeah, he's as, just as like a 18, different kind of... As an 18-year-old in the Swedish Elite League, that's what it's called? Yeah. Um, he had 25 points in 44 games played. So, yeah, see, that's huge for a young player. Yeah, like, like that's hard to do. Like, you got to think, yeah, that's not, a, it's not like a point per game. But he's not playing with guys the same age as him. Um, he's 18 playing years old. Men, full yeah, he's, blood professionals. Yeah, he's an 18 year old playing in in that league, and he played last year too. So he was a 17 year old in that league, and he still got nine points in 35 games played. So. Um, I just think it's just the center, the type of center that Anaheim needed. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Um, 
I think he can be a number one center for them as well. I I honestly think. Um, oh, I think so. I think he, he. Do you think he's you know a better number one center than say Zegris or who else, who else is in center I, for them? Uh, let me look at their cap friendly. But but to answer your question, I definitely think he's got the potential to be better than better than Zegris. I think so. Too. Uh, Zegris to me, he's like, captain I, material to me. Like he seems captain material. Right. Like he like is he like a Nick Backstrom type? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Very good comparison. Leo Carlson. Um, uh, McTavish is another centerman. Um, I think he's, he's better than McTavish. But even though McTavish is a pretty good player, I think there are different styles. Um, but, you know, they got a lot of guys that can play, like a lot of prospects that can play center and left wing and right wing at the same time. Yeah. So Yeah, Nick, Nick Backstrom is his, com- is his comparison. Yeah. His direct comparison. That's a that's great what, player to have. That is so different from a guy like Zegris. Yeah, no, and, and they need that too. They don't really have that on the team. Uh, no. uh, at least in the center position, right? Like they have like a, that power forward and and uh, McTavish and they have that sniper slash playmaker and Zegris and um, they have Drysdale. I think is their future, their deep defense. And then now John Gibson wants out, but there's a lot of goalie, like younger goalies that's, you know, kind of in there's just like that in the, in the league that are up for grabs. But, you know, I think Leo Carlson was a cherry on top of what they've already been building. And I think there's one or two things they can do with, with, with their team now. And that's either move Zegers to left wing. So yeah. And they can have a top line of McTavish, Carlson and Zegers, which is oh my pretty God. good. Or they can continue to build, drop Zegers down to that second line center because I do think that Leo Carlson is a they Troy first Terry, line They have Troy Terry too. That's his name, right? Right. Troy. That's another guy who plays up in their top six. He's quite good. Yeah. So I think, I think they could have a very very strong one two center core, mm-hmm. or they can stack up that top line. But yes, Carlson, I think you know. I mean, Fantilli's a center as well. Like, like you know, they could have gone with that Fantilli type player, but mm-hmm. I just think Carlson. You know, the, they need that type of player. You know, like, like that Nick Backstrom type player. So, yeah, no, it, it makes sense to me too. Um, so move on to number three, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Then go on to take Adam Fantilli. Um, you know what? I I love this pick too because this just strength strengthens their center core yeah they have a lot but they have some guys that can play the left wing as well i'm sure fantilly could play a wing if if he needed to but i would keep him at the center position i i just think he is a big force and he's been successful on every team he's been with the olympics the world juniors um on michigan he's he's built to win and i think um he can uh definitely make a big impact on that team. And I think he's going to be playing this upcoming season with them as well, as he did sign his entry level contract. And I think that honestly uh, is a big, big piece for them. And I think they're turning in the right direction. The one thing I don't like is that they, you know, sign Mike Babcock as a coach, but maybe he's learned from his mistakes and he does have the experience of winning a Stanley cup. So um, they, it's looking really good for them. And Adam Fentilli was a great pick in my opinion. This team is honestly like building a very strong roster. Another team that's now solidified their their top two centers, right? So now you got Fantilli and Kent Johnson. Yeah. Kent Johnson can play the wing as well. Uh, Cole Sillinger is also a center. 
So, I mean, that, I mean, think about that. And then on top of that, you got guys like Roslovic. You yeah. know, you got guys like Boone Jenner. Is Alexander Texier supposed he, he to be coming, coming back. back? He is coming back, yeah. I forget the reason of why he left. I think it was family issues or maybe he was dealing with something. I'm not entirely sure. But uh, he went back home, I'm pretty sure it was. or Because he's from France, isn't he? I think he's yeah, French. he's French. Um, I don't remember the exact reason why he, I but I do remember reading he is coming back this season. So, um, I think uh, that's another great player that they have to their core, and he's on he's on it, the wing. This team oh, could center as well. Yeah, he can play all three. Yeah. Uh, according to Cat Friendly, but but like when you think about it, dude, like this team is actually so like strong right now with their yeah. development. I mean, you have young play like the like under twenty six players like like Roslovic, uh, Taxier. He's, he's only twenty three. Kent Johnson, Marchenko, Sillinger, like Liam Foodie, Emil Bemstrom. Like yeah. this team is actually really strong, really young. And then on top of that, you have guys like Goudreau and Line. So yeah. and and they've solidified their defense core with with Severson and Provorov coming in. Bockfist is 22 years old he could get better andrew peak is still young so and then they have elvis right so like yeah. in theory they also have warwinski in theory i mean this team um i think is really strong and if they don't make the playoffs this year i, I think they're definitely a strong playoff team the year after yeah i think i think the guys it, that they got can um progress very quickly and have so a lot of success. many of their wingers can also play center like that yeah. is such a huge thing to have like uh, most of the guys in their forward court can play center roslovic jenner corrali kent johnson cole sillinger liam foodie and now fantilli are all centers yeah um like that's crazy depth but uh fantilli fantilli is honestly Oh my God, such a skilled player. In, in the NCAA, he had 65 points in 36 games played. Like, yeah, he's, he's oh very real. Oh my God. He's and, very real. Like, the, he played for the Chicago Steel in the USHL, 74 points and 54 points. Man, he's always been outstanding at wherever he's been. That is actually insane. I just think he, he fits, you know, going back to Anaheim, he fits what Columbus needs. Yeah. And 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 Carlson fitted fit what Anaheim needs. I mean, I you know you I I think you could probably make an argument that Fantilli is probably better than Leo Carlson, but I still really like the fit for Carlson on Anaheim. So I don't think they made a mistake. Yeah, there. I think but, I think both players where they went actually fit who they were, how they had their style of play, and the direction of the teams were going in. I just think very fortunate yeah. for Columbus. Yeah, I I know they probably they probably thought they were taking uh, Leo Carlson. But then they got Fantilli, which is even it's not bad at all. Um, even the next pick, the San Jose Sharks at number four, William Smith. Uh, not the William Will Smith, Smith, you think. Will Smith. Um, oh, I thought you said Liam. Sorry. No, no, no. William. <laughs> um, gotcha. Yeah, he apparently he is. a. So this is a weird fact about him. He is. Um, he led all players and tied a United States record held by Jack Hughes with 20 points. Nine goals, 11 assists, and seven games played to help the U.S. win gold medal at the 2023 IIHF Under-18 Championship. So, man, 
he he is a, a record breaker in the U.S. development program, and that says something. There's a lot of guys that are on that list that are high-end NHL players. Um, Phil Kessel, you know, three-time Stanley Cup champion. Uh, Jack Hughes, you know, the list goes on of like his whole, his, like, his game. His his NHL comparison is Jack Hughes. Yeah, and Jack Hughes is like a franchise centerman. And I honestly thought in this position that they were going to maybe go after Mitch Koff. And I get that there's been so much speculation around him and he's not going to be able to come right away. But I just think it, it, it would, it, passing up on that guy, it just would kind of suck. But you know what? Will Smith sounds very exciting as well. And I think they did a good, did a very good job. Uh, Mike Greer knew who to pick. He definitely seems like, you know, better of a character. No care, like no character issues from him. He sounds like a really nice guy. Um, and I, it just I, makes more awesome. sense. Like, like, like where Mitchkov is, Mitchkov is surrounded by all these question marks. Yeah. You look at Will Smith and like you, everything about him screams like for sure. Like, yeah. For yeah. sure. And he's, he's, he, and, he wants to come to the NHL. He's going to come right away. Um, there's no no complications as well with that too. They don't. They can. It's they just can easy. Kind of have more it's control. just so much easier to yeah. manage. And, and it's not like Will Smith is like a huge step down in talent. Like no, all no. these guys in the top ten, you know, within reason, are you know close enough where you can justify making that. That mm-hmm. obviously there's tears and everything like that, but. Like Will Smith is like, you know, yeah, I don't look at Will Smith and think like, man, he is way worse than Mitch Cobb. It's like, no, not really. I mean, maybe Mitch Cobb is a is a is a slightly better player or a more exciting player, flashy player. But but, you know, Will Smith, I mean, you're comparing him to Jack Hughes here. Like this yeah. player can make a huge impact. And it's what San Jose needs is a big impact center, you know, and a guy that Couture can can kind of, um you know, mentor a little bit. Do you think Will Smith plays right away? Probably not. Right. Um, I don't know if he's committed somewhere or he, cause that's usually what happens, right? They commit at a, uh, yeah, he's a college. Yeah. He's committed to play to Boston college next season. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. So he pick. What was that? With Willander, the guy. Oh, they're both going together at Boston college. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not too bad. Um, what do you think? Okay, so let's talk about the next pick. Montreal Canadiens, fifth overall, David Reinbacker, first defenseman selected in the draft. He, he was getting so much. The, the Montreal Canadiens were getting so much shit for this pick. I honestly Tough really like him. I like this pick. This makes so much had, sense. You had Price mess up his name. <laughs> yeah, it was just tough, tough to watch. I felt so bad for Kerry. I did too, because you know what? He probably had so much anxiety coming up there. Yeah. I'm surprised he did. Like I was shocked yeah. to see him, honestly. It, 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 it is so trying. not a big deal. Yeah, it is no. so not a big deal. Like for him to forget the guy's last name or just get caught up in the lights a little bit there. But man, like that would like, Carey Price strikes me as a guy who's like, I don't know, just so like humble man. He, I think he's, he's, str- a humble he's guy. struggled. He has struggled with mental health, and so like that. Yeah. But you know, I'm the same type of way, dude. I like get I it. would lay in bed at night, like and think about that. You know, so like yeah. I feel really bad for him, but it's not a big deal. Yes, but when it comes to Reinbacher, I predicted him to go fifth overall to Montreal. Yeah. yeah. He goes fifth overall to Montreal. He's the best defenseman in the draft, and Montreal fans have lost their mind because they wanted what they wanted Mitchkov? Yeah, they wanted Mitchkov. Like, they wanted Mitchkov. 
But you I know what? I don't get it. I don't think Mitchkov and Montreal would have mixed well. I don't think I so. I don't think all. so either. I don't think so either. It would either. be a shit show. It would. I I could definitely see a lot of problems with that. And and you know who like Montreal, it's not like Montreal's got this like crazy strong defense core and they didn't need a defenseman. I mean like you have no. to get guys like this and Montreal's hoping that he becomes a top 2 defenseman. And yeah, so I think he could because you know Ryan they have now they have Ryanbacker, Gooley, Ryanbacker, Gooley. That's a pretty cool defensive pairing. That's a good future as well. And then Jack I too is a very good tough but very two-way offensive defenseman I want to say. Um I like I like how their decor is looking now because of the addition of Ryanbacker. I don't know why everyone's freaking out. He's obviously drafted fifth overall for a reason. A lot of guys predicted that he would go fifth overall. So you don't know until you give that guy a chance. I think Slavkovsky's worse than him. You know, like I haven't really seen brilliance from Slavkovsky, and you guys really I think love that, that Slavkovsky pick was bad. I think so too. I mean, you don't. You, we don't really know yet, but like I think that pick yeah. could. You could look back on that pick and and probably pick guys Shane Wright, man. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know, but. It's too it, early it's just, to tell. I don't too know. Early to tell that. It, the the comparables for Reinbacher, you know, people are saying Petrangelo. Oh wow. Cider, Adam Larson. Like, if you like, yeah. Think Adam I Larson. Adam Larson. I had er, I heard Adam Larson, and you know what? I heard Craig Button say that, and he said that everyone wants an Adam Larson on their team. Everyone. It's very valuable. And, you know, that's why he was selected so high, Adam Larson, when he was drafted. It was fourth overall, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's the thing. You can't, it doesn't have to be a flashy player every time, like Mitchkov. You know what? You have to build a team, like, based on needs mostly sometimes. It's not like they, they haven't already built a team. They already have a lot of important pieces that they want there for a long time. And they're starting to get better they're not a team where they need that big flat flashy player anymore. You know, they I don't have, they have you Caulfield. Suzuki, yeah. You yeah. Know? They don't like, need they Mitch Koff. They don't need Mitch Koff at all. Their offense I mean, is fine. They just got do, new hook. Do I think Kirby dog? Do, like they don't need him. Do I think if new hook was playing in the OHL and like, there wasn't any problems with them or anything like that, that maybe Montreal missed by not taking him. I mean, I would say so. I, I think if Mitchkov was over here in the OHL and there was no drama, like if Mitchkov wasn't Russian. Yeah. You know, I think I think he probably should be going number second two. or third overall. Yeah. Number two. Right. Number two. But but there are so many issues with that guy. And and like we said, I mean, like currently in the NHL, there seems to be a little bit of a stigma with playing in Canada. And and I don't think a guy like like you think the Montreal media would give Mitchkov an easy time. No, like to be all over him, man. That guy would get out of there so fast. I mean, Ryan Rogers and Austin he wasn't there for long. Exactly. Exactly. So getting Reinbacher is a good pick. And, you know, it's not like Montreal is void of young forward talent here. We're talking Kirby Doc. We're talking Nick Suzuki. We're talking Cole Caulfield. We're hoping for Slipkowski. At some point, you have to get that high-end defenseman. I mean, like, I don't like I don't know how good Gooley's gonna get. Like, it's not like Gooley is this for sure top two D man. I mean, hopefully he's top four. Like, you have to get a top two guy. Like, and Reinbacher is a right hand right right-handed, right? Uh yeah, I think so, yeah. 
dude, you can't right. miss with that. Yeah, Unless like, Reinbacher's a total bust, which there's no reason to indicate that he is, you cannot miss with that pick. Like you know, you right-handed D, Petrangelo, Pet, Petrangelo pedigree. Like, what are you guys on about? And you know what? Like he, I think he's the highest drafted Austrian player to be drafted in the NHL. Yeah, I saw Thomas Vanek called him or sent him a video. Yeah, nice. yeah. And you know what? Do you, did it say? Does it say his comparison? Whose comparison? The Reinbackers. Oh yeah, Adam Larson. Petrangelo yeah. or Petrangelo. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, either or. I you know they're very valuable guys on the team, and I think it's a good pick. Doesn't matter what you build. You build says. forward with Gooley, Wi like Jack Eye. I was gonna yeah. say Wi Fi. Gooley, <laughs> Jack Eye, and now Reinbacher. I mean, yeah. dude, that that is are three very good young players now, and your exactly. defense is set. Yeah, set. exactly. And if it even if it doesn't work out. You, you can trade the guys and they still have value. Like right-handed D always have value. Exactly. Always have exactly. value. You can get first round picks all the time for the right-handed. Defense Middling game. right-handed. I mean, what Ben Sherratt's a right-handed D, right? Yeah. Yeah. The I, guy I is, 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 I think so too, but, but Joel the guy Edmondson. is, I know, look at what these players, these right-handed D who are, I would say average mm-hmm. yet. Yep. I mean, if Reinbacher's good, that's a valuable player, bro. Like, and then they also just got New Hook too, another forward. So I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm everybody who's freaking out about this kid and like hating on him. Like, bro, you're shit fans. Like, you they are got, a bad. They, they fan. got the best defense in the draft. Be happy. He's the best. You defense. are a bad fan if you're the type of person who goes out there and like publicly or even attempts to personally contact a player and shit on them. Especially well, a kid. Yeah, the guy didn't, European. The guy didn't ask to be drafted there. He got drafted there. Like exactly, dude. Like you're so like him. way to set him up with excitement to come into your city and play for your franchise and try to win. You I think if you're that type of person, you're an idiot. I think there was uh people sending him nice things uh after I'd all hope the things. so. Yeah. And there was a video of it or something and it he it was it was pretty touching. So um he was mic'd up too for it. Did you hear him mic'd up? He seems like a nice no. guy. He seems like a nice, nice guy. Yeah, when he was being drafted on Sportsnet, they had him mic'd up. So I didn't um, hear it. Yeah, but uh, we could talk about another honestly questionable pick. Um, yeah, well, if you're a fan, if you're a fan of this team, you, I think you do have the right to be a little bit mad. Yeah, <laughs> Arizona Coyotes at the sixth position, where where there was a lot of guys that they could have picked, especially Mishkov, which honestly maybe it worked out. I don't know. Uh-huh. I mean, if Mitchkov ain't going to Montreal, then Mitchkov ain't going to Arizona. But there were some other yeah. players there. But they take um, Dmitry Simishev, and people yeah. were—I mean, he was so even shocked. Did you see his face? Yeah, the, the guy it was, was the same, shocked. Same exact face that I think all of us had. I had to like, Google what? his name, man. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't pay attention he... to him because he was supposed to be rated a lot lower. He was a guy that the Canucks were actually on a fair bit. There was rumors that they were they might have traded back for him. Um oh. maybe get their second back and trade down for for Simishev. Um I, I he interviewed very good with Vancouver and so I I just think he was ridiculously shocked as the rest of us. Like hmm. Arizona, bro. How do you not take like I understand not taking Mitchkov with the situation your franchise is in, but how do you not take Ryan Leonard there? Yeah, it's ins- that's insane. They do they even need a guy like that? I mean, I guess they don't really have anyone. 
but I don't even know what what is Arizona trying to do. They're they're like signing guys that are older. I don't know. Like they're this team is so confusing. Bro, if I'm I Clayton don't Clayton get Keller, it. I am pissed. I am pissed. What? If I'm Clayton Keller, I am pissed. Oh yeah, get me out of there. I think they need to trade him now. Trade him. He's not it gonna like staying such... there. Do it for like, his own sake. Okay. We could we could totally eat our words. So like let's say that Simashev is is the next Chikrin for them, right? We could totally eat our words. But yeah. he's nowhere near that now. He's gotta develop. And and the guy was supposed to go like 20th overall. Yeah. Why don't you like tr- like nobody's looking at Arizona and your stupid matching suits and thinking, oh, man, these guys are really on to something like no, bro. Everybody's just scratching their heads like I <laughs> and even their pick their 12th overall pick was a huge reach too. like I, it just doesn't make any sense. And with the quality of players that were available in this draft, this could look really, really bad or really good. But I'm going to assume really really bad yeah like honestly i i agree with you but like you never know because it's way too early to tell but at the same time i think the 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 scouts know why they were rated so low and why they you know were so shocked when they were picked so high um but who knows there's a lot of guys that this happened to and it's worked out for a lot of guys like McTavish, uh, he it shocked me. I remember when I did the predictions, I didn't even have him in the top ten, and he got drafted third overall. And he's been a pretty good, pretty good player so far. So um, who knows? Maybe they saw something in him that we didn't see. Um, Moritz Sider was called at six overall, and everyone was like, "What the hell are you doing?" And he honestly <laughs> was he's unreal, um, franchise player for sure. Um, you know, there's a who knows that he might be a good pick, and maybe they they just you know laughed at everyone because they got such a good player. I mean, the the, the I the hope Dylan, I hope for their I, sake that I he hope is good too. Because if they're just doing that, if they drafted that guy, they gotta know they're they're just putting that franchise in the in the shitter because they're in, already in five years. Uh, like this could look so fucking dumb, Jake. If this is yeah. not a good pick. Yeah, I if know. If Ryan Leonard comes out and he's a 40-goal scorer and, and and five years from now Leonard's playing for Washington and then just doing really well and then we look over at Arizona and Simashev is in and out of the lineup and, like, yeah. what? AHL like, bound. Em- embarrassing if this doesn't work out. Like, if a pick like this doesn't work, like, even with Cider, like, I don't know. Cider had some like pretty good pedigree. Like I know a lot of people weren't sure about him, but like Simashev did not have anywhere near the same kind of pedigree that Cider did. I mean, p- scouts were on to Cider, but yeah. nobody like this. This is a bad idea. It's a big risk. And if it pays off, that's great. I hope it does. But if it doesn't, this is the kind of this is this is the kind of drafting that sinks your franchise. And you know what, man? They did the exact same thing with Barrett Hayden a few years ago, and Hayden's okay. But I like him. I, mean, I, I think look- I think Hayden's starting to be on the rise a little bit. I think he think so. Yeah, I think he's starting to be a high profile guy now. Um, most definitely. Like I, I, I used to think well, like what happened to him, kind of. But now, I think he's 
he's gone up more ice he's gotten more ice time with them. He's gone up in the lineup and and getting the opportunity, he's really shown some brilliance. So um I think I think he's supposed to be good. So maybe they think they have too many centers or wingers, so they needed some defensemen to draft. Like I mean they got rid of Chikrin, but I don't really know who else they got, like for defenseman prospects too. Like, do you, who else do they have for defensive prospects? I don't. Arizona's. I have no idea what Arizona has. Exactly. I don't think they have much. Um, Which is weird because you're at the bottom of the standings every freaking season. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, where do they all go? Um, Chickering was just the best defenseman you probably had, besides OEL, um, in his prime, but. But yeah, we can move on to. We'll just do the top ten right now. We'll talk about the top ten. Um, mid time. Uh, actually, after the top ten, I'll just quickly like just say all the rest of them. Um, sure. So Mitchkov finally drops the number seven. Danny Briere drops him. Um, the new GM for the Philadelphia Flyers. Pretty good first pick there. Um, I I think Mitchkov. This might be a good fit for Mitchkov. Um, Philadelphia is obviously in a weird phase right now. I hope, hopefully, Tortorella won't be there when he goes to Philadelphia because that's not going to go well. Um, and I honestly, I think they're they're probably not so worried about the attitude problem right now. Um, but yeah, Mitchkoff was a good pick for the the Flyers. Definitely a good good first pick for Danny Barrier. Um, definitely a step in the right direction for their prospect pool um, and a good use of the seventh overall pick as well. They, they really do need they're They're stepping into that new phase where Giroux's gone. Um, I'm surprised Couturier is still there. Maybe the new, he's might be the next captain, um, but good, good prospect to add to their pool. And uh, I mean, it could have been Leonard as well. I'm surprised they didn't pick him, but that who that's who the Washington Capitals picked the eighth overall. And I think he's one of the best players in the draft. Um, do you agree with me? Um, with Minchkov or Leonard? Leonard. I think Leonard's one of the best players. Just just my brief take on Minchkov. I think I think obviously he fell to Philly and they they probably realized like, you know, I think at that point it would be silly to let him fall any further. Mm-hmm. Like at some point you have to take that chance. And I mean like Philadelphia is a pretty storied franchise. I mean, like hopefully Minchkov is good for them i mean i don't think they would have taken him if they didn't think that he was uh willing to play there i mean i they he probably took an interview with them you know so if he's taking an interview with them then i think that means he's okay with going there yeah but they at least got a good vibe from in the in the interview yeah he's he's their next you know star player he's their next sharu probably he might even Mm -hmm. be better I, i think you know it'll be interesting because it's gonna be two or three years before he gets there so we'll see if tortorella's still there he might not be I don't know if he um, would be. I don't think it would mesh well, but you never know. Maybe it will. Um, I just, I just don't know who they're, who's going to be there by the time Mitchkov is ready for them. Um, yeah. I can always take a look at the prospects here for Philly. Um, uh, they but have, like, you know, they have uh, pieces. Who is that guy? Uh, Court. Oh my god. Cutter, Cutter. Who am I thinking of? Oh yeah, yeah, Cutter. Yeah, that's his name. Cutter Gauthier? Uh, Cutter Gauthier? Oh, yeah. Cutter Gauthier, yeah. Yeah, he was fifth overall last year. Um, He was pretty good. So they have him at the center position. Uh, Mitch Kov is at the right wing. Um, Oh, and Tippett's uh, a young York. guy there. Cam York. Tippett's okay, yeah. Uh, Therabee 
is still pretty young. He's only 23. So yeah. there's definitely some Morgan guys Frost. there. That, yeah. Right. Uh, Noah Cates. There's definitely some guys there who, who you know, will be there when um, Mitch Cobb gets there. They're just going to have to get ready for him, right? They're going to have to, oh, yeah. I think, position the team to be in a good spot for when Mitch Cobb is ready to be there. Um, well, the, I think they're going to have more high, high draft picks in the first round. I think they're going to yeah. struggle for a little bit and maybe be at the bottom of the league, but that's okay. That's okay. That's what you kind of want for a little few years. And then when Mitchkov comes over, you have a roster for him and he can play to the best of his abilities with a nice roster. And I think Danny Briere is a smart GM, honestly. And I, with this pick, he really showed that. Um, and it was a bold, it was a bold decision to him from him too. Um, it but was. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he did it. Um, I was wondering who was going to do it, but uh, they beat Washington to it because I bet Washington w- was possibly going oh, they to have pick a, him. They have Bobby Brink as well. Yeah, that's true. They do have Bobby uh, Brink. That's another. That's another Zamula as well. Yeah, yeah. So they they've got some pieces, and yeah, hopefully by the time Mitch Cobb gets I, there, those guys are playing, and and we're good to I, go. I heard they uh, were considering trading Carter Hart. Um, yeah, I don't know where, but. You never know. I don't think Carter Hart's having a lot of success in um, Philadelphia. I don't know why. Um, he was that Partly the team, season. partly him. Yeah. Like, I don't think his save percentage is very high. Um, he he was really good that one season or that one, a couple seasons he broke out. And he kind of thought he was going to be like that next Carey Price, right? Everyone kind of thought that. But yeah. um, he's really, really, really went down into the into the gutter he's I, only I don't know 24 he's yeah. only 24 and that's why i think it's probably smart to hold on to him because we've said it before a thousand times that goaltenders get into their prime in their late 20s do you think he got like they started him too early maybe maybe I think they, I think uh, they did i think they brushed him he needed i think he needed a veteran goalie to be there with him yeah I, and he he had some like I'm pretty sure Brian Elliott was there when he was there. Um, there's probably a, a lot of other guys that well, have... now, now he's got Cal Peterson, who's four years older than him, recently yeah. acquired from L.A., who's another goalie that's trying to get back on track. And yeah, so trying to fight for maybe, his position. Right. So maybe, you know, they run both of them because yeah. Cal Peterson's 28 now. Like you got to hope that maybe. He can find his game. And if he can find his game, I think that'll be good for Carter Hart. Like, honestly, shelter Carter Hart behind Cal Peterson if Cal Peterson can can play up to his standard, right? Well, and you know and what? Then, they have nothing to lose. If they if they are bad, they lose. They have nothing to lose. They get another draft they, pick. Exactly. So, you know, they just continue to build and get yeah. ready for Mitch Cobb, right? You know, you move on from guys like Konechny and um Would you uh, move on Kachurier? from Konechny or would you keep him? Um, it I think, depends. I it, think there's trade talks about him, but I still, he, I think he's 26, 25, 26. He's 26. Yeah. And that's still pretty young, right? Like he could still put, have a huge breakout season. Um, I think he's developed pretty well, but it's just the team he's been on. But I mean, I, I possibly try to get the most value out of him for out of a trade, but even if they kept him, that wouldn't be a bad player to have as a leader there, right? Like you obviously have to have a leader. I mean, I think Couturier either, like, I mean, he signed that big, big deal with him. I think it was an eight-year deal. 
Um, so I don't know if the, he's staying or that if their direction changes anything. I mean, they traded a lot of their decor, which uh, and let go a lot of their decor. So they really have to rebuild that. Um, but you know, I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna they're gonna do. But I think they have a good uh, like foundation building here. But I think they need a few more high overall draft picks to really get to that that place where they need to set their position. direction. Yeah, like Philly is always in this weird no man's land. Nobody really knows what they are. They, well, have they just players, signed Mark Stahl. They just signed Mark Stahl. I'm like, why are you doing that? But I guess I for a veteran player there, but I would think he want to go to a team where he wins a Stanley Cup. But um, um, Ryan Leonard. So you started talking about Ryan Leonard. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Ryan Leonard is a very strong pick. Yeah, and I I think he should have went a lot higher than he actually did. Um, now looking at him, um, he Should've actually is going to, gonna, he's going to play at Boston college next season as well. So oh, that, that team is stacked. Yo, that team is going to be insane. Um, now they have, uh, Connor McMichael, Hendrick LaPerrier. Um, but yeah, and Ivan Marchenko, who's a really good pick as well, who, who dropped, uh, I don't know if it was last year or the year before. Um, but yeah, I think that was a really good pick for them. And uh, Ryan just, Leonard's comparison is JT Miller. That's a good player to be compared to. Um, I very, agree. <laughs> very passionate, very passionate player. Um, very skilled. I mean, I, JT Miller is he staying? Oh yeah, his yeah. extension kicked in today. No move clause. Damn. So he wants to stay then. Oh, um, he signed the contract. I would yeah. hope so, unless we well, pointed a gun at his head. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, you guys. Uh, are good by the by the end of it. I don't know. We'll <laughs> I don't know. Um yeah, Ryan Leonard, um, you know, that's a guy he's a wing, right? Or is he center? Um Leonard's a wing. Wait, 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 wait. Leonard is Yeah, he's a right winger. So, so Ryan Leonard's going to be in that next generation of uh, of caps here because currently the caps really old uh, very stale team, I think. And yeah, I have said it before. I, I genuinely think they're just holding that roster together to give Ovechkin the chance to beat the goal record. Mm-hmm. And then once I think Ovechkin hits that, I think it's probably you know, it's gonna it's gonna be a big overhaul for them. And I think Ryan Leonard fits into that timeline like two ish more years, and then he can come in and play with guys like McMichael. I don't even know who else do they have as a prospect. Um, Hendrick Saperier and yeah, he's um, good. Ivan Marchenko. Yeah. Um, so those guys there are players that, and you know, that I don't think Washington makes playoffs next year, so they'll be able to draft somebody else, hopefully in a pretty decent position. Yeah. So, yeah, Marchenko. Yeah. Oh my God, that's a name. Miro Shinenko, Michael <laughs> Lapierre. Yeah. And then they have this Ryan Chesley kid is a right D. He's apparently pretty good. So, Good players there. Um, next generation of Washington Capitals is starting to look fleshed out. You know, they're going to continue to run the veterans for Ovechkin. And then after that, I think, you know, these guys are going to get inserted. And I think Ryan Leonard's going to be the best, you know, the best of them, right? Yeah. You know, that's a guy. Yep. Oh, if McMichael pans out and didn't Hershey just win the AHL championship. So they I'm pretty did. sure McMichael was on that team. So was Hendricks Lapierre. So, yep. That, so, like, good experience for them. That that's really good experience for them because the AHL is a tough league too. So if they can win Not there, an easy league. 
if they can win there, they can easily win in the NHL. So um, that's awesome. At um, least they, you know, they're gonna get that that kind of experience to help them, you know, win in the NHL. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. No. Um, now the number ten, St. Louis, uh, Dalibor Dvorsky. Apparently, he's very underrated. Um, he's a very good pick. He's from uh, is it Slovakia? Yes. Yeah, the Slovaks continue Slovaks, to put out yeah. pretty good players. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? He seems like a a very very st- a skilled player. Um, I don't really know what his points point wise he is, but I've always heard his name in the talks when considering this draft. I think he has been rated a little bit higher in previous draft rankings, but moved down as the draft approached. Um, but I just think he's always been in the talks because he's that skilled of a player and he plays in a league with men and that's always an advantage on guys. So the St. Louis blues, you know what? That's a good pick because they need a center. I mean, if they could put Thomas and Cairo on the wing and have, you know, Dvorsky maybe be the center of the future for them as well. His so, comparison is interesting, really interesting. Who is it? Uh, they're com- they're comparing him to Philip Deneau, but they're saying that really? that's, that, that, but it's only a style comparison. It's not uh, based on skill and ability. Okay, yeah. So I was going to say he's a lot more a better to know. Yeah. So and I mean, Deneau's a great Deneau. player. Who would be a better to know? Well, Deneau's what? Like a very good two way, right? Good centerman. Yeah. Like a Couturier. Yeah. Honestly, that's maybe. A good, that's probably a good one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Katuri is a lot more skilled than Dano. So, but he's not like a, uh, a, a, a like a top five center in the league. But yeah, Katuri is a good comparison, I would say. Um, yeah, obviously, this guy's a speed like Dano is a speedy two way, right? Like, you yeah. know, can score goals and and he's a very good face off man. Like, you know, maybe, I, and that that's good for St. Louis because they need that, right? You know, Robert Thomas is is skilled, Kyrou's skilled, so. You put a guy like Dvorsky in there, and then you know you're you're looking at a pretty potent line. So he he slipped a little bit, so I'm sure St. Louis is very happy with that. Yeah, they they even say in the NHL thing here, a future Blues lineup with Robert Thomas, Dvorsky at the top of the center dev chart has to be appealing to the Blues. So like, um, I think that it was just a steal at number ten. It was a. It yeah, was a huge I'm also deal. just looking to see it. Uh, were you hoping? Were you hoping he dropped to the to the to the Canucks? No, he he didn't really excite me. I I wanted the Canucks to take. Uh, I mean, earlier in the year it was looking like Ryan Leonard, but he he really raised his stock. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're at the Canucks now. I mean, I know we're supposed to do the top ten, but obviously, you know, my favorite team is Vancouver, so I got to talk about him. Yeah. Uh, I'm very happy with the Willander pick. I think. You know, second best defenseman in the draft. He's a right-handed demon, uh, D-man, not demon. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. he's not Satan. Is he a semen? Satan. Excuse me. Anyways, <laughs> uh, fuck. I, he, yeah, I'm happy with him. He, he's fast. He's a good two-way, and like you know, similar to Reinbacher. I mean, it's very hard to go wrong with a right-handed D-man. So. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm good with it. He's going to Boston University. He's very smart. I've listened to a lot of his interviews. He's very very smart. Does he speak uh, good English? He's very good English. You can really? you almost can't tell he's Swedish. Oh um, really? Yeah. And so another cool thing what he's doing is he's leaving Sweden and he's coming over to play at Boston University. I like that. Uh, you know what? I think that's college very hockey different. is very good. 
And it's it, for I mean, you know growing your game, like growing your game, and like I think just like the the factor of being an athlete in college, it, it, the whole aspect of it, like getting the education, the atmosphere of it, how serious it's taken, how much it can increase your profile, and you know it's not the OHL where sometimes you're mostly your scratch. So maybe that's a bit is attracting guys over there. It's important for defenders too, who are European, I think, to come over and get time on the, on any on North American ice because when yeah. you play on the the European ice, you know, when you're a defender, you have so much more time and space. Yeah. So it's it, a lot of the time, it's a big shock when these guys mm-hmm. come over from Europe and and now all of a sudden they're on the smaller ice and they have guys coming at them way faster and that's a huge adjustment for a defenseman. Yeah. So. To get on that North American ice and 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 develop his game over here, also as well is it's hard. It's really hard a lot of the time for some of these younger defensemen to get developed in the Swedish Elite League because the teams over there don't really care. It's like no, we're not yeah. going to play you to develop you. I mean, we're playing to win, you know. And if you're leaving, yeah. you've you've been drafted, you want to sign over in North America, like then we don't care about developing you because you're gone. So like you know. Yeah, that makes sense. No, it it does. It does. Like I, I don't think like it, obviously the Swedish Elite League, um, is definitely a big league. It's one of the big. It's a, it's a professional league, but I don't think it's taken as seriously Sec- as the NHL or, or the second OHL. Or third best in the world, do you think? Second or third best in the world? I think third. I I don't want to say the KHL second. Yeah, KHL is just more successful. Um, they can pay their players a lot. Um, and they, yeah, they I would say a, the SHL is probably the third best. And then yeah, the and NHL he, would be the fourth best, I'd say. Yeah, and if they, I bet if they could choose, they would maybe want the players to stay there. You know what I mean? AHL like, might be better than the SHL, actually. SHL could be the fourth best. AHL? The AHL. I think the AHL might be better than the SHL. Yeah, I think so. Because you have a lot of guys that are almost NHL-ready on that team that's and, why we need one of those those championships where leagues send like their top two teams from all over the world and they play against each other that'd be fun yo it should be like soccer like you, you can um uefa right or the champions league yeah the champions league you can get like you can you, you can go like uh i forget how it goes like you can keep going into different leagues if you win and yeah then like, you can like demoted and promoted yeah. oh you mean like uh relegation leagues oh yeah. no fuck no you don't fuck like that, that? You know, like that. No. I'm watching Ted. I watched, I finished Ted Lasso, and they had that there, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." If you're an owner, if you're an owner, and you pay a, a billion dollars to to enter the league, and then you get relegated, that would be <laughs> awful. Hey, it happens, Arizona, man. <laughs> it's your fault. No, it's your fault for being I definitely shit, think, man. It's your fault. I definitely think there should be a Champions League, though. Like the NHL should send two teams, the KHL should send two teams, SHL two teams, Liga two teams, Dell two teams, AHL two teams. Like, yeah. all these leagues should send a couple, you know, teams to do like a bracket tournament or something like that. That'd be cool. yeah, that'd be co- that'd be cool to watch. Actually, it's like the yeah. Summit Series, right? Isn't that what it was like? Whereas like NHL teams so- facing Russian teams or the the full no 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 it was the a bunch of guys from around the NHL playing the Soviet Union. I'm pretty sure that's yeah what the that red was. the red the red army. Yeah, it was the army team. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'd be so cool yeah, to see that. Um, um, and we're then, at 56 minutes, so we probably don't have time to talk about free agency. Yeah, no, um, we can do another podcast for that. But um, I was just gonna say the rest of the the picks just really quickly. Yeah. Um, at Buffalo Sabers at number 13 pick left wing 
Zach Benson from the... You skipped 12. Oh, did I? Oh, Danil, Danil Boot. Another weird one from Arizona, guys. Another weird, Another weird one. one. I don't know where that came from. Um, was he? Is he going to the NCAA next season? I don't know. Oh no no no! Sorry. He'll never play. Sorry so. sorry sorry sorry. That was um. That's they're talking about looking Cooley there. No um. Gonna be gonna be another Arizona Coyote that 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 never plays. Properly. Yeah, you well, know what? I don't know. I, I'm being I, harsh, I, I, but I don't I even know who you it. can compare him to. I didn't even know he was supposed to. Like I think he is supposed to be rated a lot lower than twenty um, fifth or something, twenty second, something like that. Yeah. And that's, that's another weird one. How do you by not them. take how, like, how do you not take Benson, bro? How do you I don't not know. take I don't know. Benson? I, I, I really don't know because or Jagger, like there were so many good guys in front Barlow, of Barlow Wood, like, Man. oh my God. Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking. Obviously, maybe they see something that we don't see that happens. So yeah, nobody thinks that though. Arizona thinks they're being smart, but nobody else thinks they're being no, smart. They think so they're smart with their matching suits. That's what they think. Arizona does not have an Iser plan, okay? And even that's being called into question lately. But, no, okay. I don't know what Iserman's on right now, but like... He's, he's on one. He's on something. He's doing something weird with that team, um, but we'll talk about that in the next podcast. Um, yeah, so Brayden Yeager, uh, Benson goes number 13 to Buffalo. Brayden Yeager, really good steal for Pittsburgh at number 14. Benson at- was a guy a lot of Canucks fans were pissed that we didn't take. Yeah, he's a great player. He was a really yeah. fast player. People so. think he's got a lot of star power. Oh, for sure. Um, Matthew Wood went to the Nashville Predators. Very um, good player. Yeah, very good player from the NCAA. Um, number 16, Samuel Honzik. I don't know too much about him, but he played in the w- WHL. Um, he, seemed, he seemed highly talked about when he got drafted, but I'm not too sure. Um, and then we go on to... Number 17, Alex Sandin Pelica. I think that's how you say his yeah. name. I was He's, really he excited. Fell. He did fall, and I was really excited to see this guy. He honestly is the most offensive defenseman in this draft, and I think that was a good move by the Iserman. Um, he honestly, like, honestly, I think offensive defensemen are so valuable in the NHL. They are like getting a defenseman that can get you points is so valuable because then you don't have to rely so much on the offense. And um, I think he was the honestly second best defenseman as head of Simishov. Like I would rather pick him at six overall. So I don't know why Who? he was so low and Simishev got picked. Yeah, I would pick him. I would pick him. Think I, I like him. He's better than Willand- Willander. He's better than Willander. I think so. I think so. If he's more offensive, right? He is more offensive. I think he's very underrated. They got a steal. I'll say it right now. I think they got a steal. I think he's going to be a very good defenseman in the NHL. That's fair. Yeah, I honestly, I don't know if, I kind of want to say he's like an Eric Carlson kind of type. Um, but now look at their decor. They San, literally Sandy. have, they have Simone Edvinson, Moritz Sider, Sandine Pekula. Man, like they have, I'm probably saying his name wrong, but they have so many great defensemen in their in their decor. I just want to. I just want to see his comparison. I'm. I'm gonna look at his comparison here. I bet it's. It's. I bet it's Eric Carlson. I could be wrong. It could be someone a lot lower than that. But I think he's gonna be Tyson a great player. Barry by one scout. Also Eric Carlson. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Honestly, that's a- and, and keep in mind. Keep in mind. 
we're not like that doesn't necessarily mean talent level. That's no. just saying style. 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 Level. He's very much like that. He's very offensive and that's his game. Um he's probably so offensive he could play forward, right? I and mean, that's like, why that's why the Canucks didn't take him. We don't need that. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's not a right don't. D, right? He's a he's a left D, right? Uh, uh no, he shoots right. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, that's so, a steal. That's a steal. That's I think so too. I think he's messed up. Why did this guy get picked earlier? I, I'm I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Teams messed up. <laughs> they did, man. I'm telling you right now. Like I'll call it right now that he's going to be a really good player for that team. Um, yep. Just because he's offensive, he's going to put up the points. And, you know, it, he is time to grow, too. Uh, but the Winnipeg Jets, they're heading in the right direction after their big trade, their big splash. They got Kobe Barlow, who looks like a 30-year-old already. Um, uh, he's a power forward. He, yeah. he just seems like strong. They, they say he doesn't have huge um, point upside. Uh, I think he's a valuable you know, guy. Yeah, like he's like a very good line mate. Like you, like he doesn't really push the play himself apparently, but like he's a very nice piece. So, do you think he's like a Mark Shifley? Uh, no, I was just reading. He's kind of like uh. Let me pull it back up. All right. I was reading that he's just, he's not like a, he projects as a top six winger. Um, boop, 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 potential. Uh, maybe he's like a, mm, it's hard to find a, it's hard to find a comparison. Yeah. I honestly, I think he's just like, I want to say he's more of that power forward type, like you said, too. He is a power forward, yeah. Yeah, um, and, you know, maybe he didn't get a lot of points in the OHL, but he could be very different in the NHL. Oh, style type is like a Mark Stone. Okay. I'd take a Mark Stone be, any day. Probably not as good as Mark no, Stone. But also, they also said the Andre same thing Blatt. about Mark Stone. Man, they said the same thing about Mark Stone when he was drafted, right? Yeah. So. He possibly could get that good. And I think uh, Andre Pilat. So maybe like in between those guys, Mark Stone and Andre Pilat, somewhere between them. Yeah. He's a 200 foot winger. That's pretty good. He's uh, a good scorer. I mean, like, does that not scream like I'm like, maybe I'm, I'm, I don't know, but does that not scream like Bjorkstrand to you? Yeah. I mean, a little bigger, a little bigger than him. Josh Anderson, Josh Anderson, a little better, a little better. Prime <laughs> Josh Anderson. Okay, prime Josh Anderson when he was at his highest peak value. Like 30, 35 goals. Yeah. Josh Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. That guy. I mean, that's what you're hoping for, I think, with Barlow. Anyways. Yeah. But uh, so the Blackhawks had another pick, actually. So they, they drafted Oliver Moore. So this is a more I mean, people I saw people saying, like, oh, it's this is the Kane taste thing again. They're this is who they're gonna have. I don't think it's going to be like that. Obviously, Moore is a really good player. I've definitely heard his name plenty of times in the draft rankings. Um, I think I said Wood instead of Moore earlier, by the way. Let me just correct no, that. No, no, There's no, nobody there, named Wood. Yeah, there is. Oh, there is a Wood. There is, there a, is wood. a Wood. There is a Wood. Um, okay. But we're at 19 now with the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, you can draft uh, my Wood if you want. Uh, any day. Any day. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, no. So, I, I honestly... He um, he's similar skill to Dylan Larkin, which would be okay. awesome for Connor Bedard. I mean, 
19 is not that low. I think that's a very high pick for them as well. So he could possibly turn out to be a very good player for them as well. It's another centerman. So they're maybe that's their one, two punch center. And maybe that is their Canaan Tate. He's a little bigger what's than his, what's his first name. What's his first name? Oliver Moore. He's a little bigger than, um, Oh no, he's five eleven. He's only five eleven. I want to see his comparison. Dylan Larkin says for me. Oh, Larkin. Okay. And then the Seattle Kraken okay. uh, select Edward Sale. Um, very good prospect. I've heard his name higher in the trap before. Uh, I thought he was going to go number 17, but he dropped to Seattle. And Seattle, honestly, just continues to keep their prospect pool pretty good while actually having success at the same time. So I think Ron Francis at first, I didn't think he, we didn't think he knew what he was do- doing with uh, Seattle. We kind of thought he was making a dumpster fire, but he actually knows how to pick up some good players and draft great prospects. And uh, obvious it's with Manny Beniers winning the, the Calder trophy. So, you know, Edward sales saying sales style, style type and tendencies is kind of like Bo Horvat. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's a, it's kind of a leader type. Um, yeah, another player, Taylor Hall, comes to mind with him. Yeah. But and Taylor Sale's not as good of a finisher. Yeah, and we and, and you know what? There's so many comparisons out there, but we never know how they're going to progress. A lot of guys change their game. Like, you look at Sam Bennett. I swear he's changed throughout his career. Entirely entirely different player than what he was. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, it just depends how they're going to grow them and how Seattle, how good Seattle's prospect uh you know how how good they develop their prospects has a big you know impact with sales future with them but i think he obviously screams i mean a great player i don't know maybe not a top six top six yeah top six yeah not like a top like a top uh what position is he i think he's left wing yeah he's left oh i mean i mean that's perfect you know because you have two centers in seattle yeah so they need some left wings they need some left wing, yeah. so he could definitely maybe progress if he gets the time. So and he's got time to develop too, right? Yeah, he's they're, they're, they're going to wait. You know, Ben Yers and Shane Wright. Like Ben Yers is an everyday NHLer at this point, very yeah. good player. Shane Wright's not quite ready. You know, it takes Edward Sale two, three years to get get to the NHL. That's great timing because then you know you can slot him in with a very experienced Ben Yers and a, hopefully yeah. an emerging Shane Wright. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say them quickly here because we are at an hour at seven. Oh, Jesus um, Christ. I know. Um, but, okay, Minnesota Wild, I don't know who this is. Charlie Strammel. I never heard of him. NCAA, uh, Wisconsin. But um, Philadelphia Flyers at number 22. Oliver Bonk from the London Knights defenseman. Bonk. I, I've heard of him. I've heard of him, and I think that's a great pick too. So that adds to their decor for the prospect pool. Um, the New York Rangers select Gabriel Perot, right wing from the U.S. Uh, National De- De- National Development Program. Um, Strammel's like a Kreider or a Greenway, by the way. Who is? Strammel. Strammel. Okay. I take Kreider, that. Kreider, Jordan Greenway. I take it. Honestly, that's a valuable guy to have. Um, Bonk, I want to say, is more of an offensive defenseman, I think. Okay. Um, uh, and then... The Nashville Predators select Tanner Moldick. Mullendick? Excuse me? Mullendick? I don't know. I think that's his name. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, Mullendick. Mullendick. Saskatoon. Oh, I, I just want to look up his comparison. 
Um, I, I, I don't honestly never heard his name before. Um, but there's always these guys where you don't never didn't really pay attention to because they weren't rated so high, but uh, end up to be really Ethan valuable. Bear guys. Miro Heiskanen. Okay, he's it's okay. He's just okay. Style, not talent. By the way, style, yeah. not talent. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, an okay comparison. Um, it's a, two, it's a, it's a two way, it's a two way defender who, who yeah. is, you know, not like top four. Miro Heiskanen. Top four. You look at Miro Heiskanen, and it's like he's not like, like an amazing offensive guy, but he, no. he gets, he gets it done. He's he, he is a, good, a good defensive defender. awareness. Good defensive awareness, yeah. but he also can be offensive. So just guys, guys who can, guys who can, strong breakout, good positioning. Mm-hmm. That's 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 what you're looking for out of a two way. Anyways, yeah. Um. So yeah, St. Louis Blues select Otto Stenberg. I've heard good things about him too. Another Swede. Um, and then the San Jose Sharks uh, select Quinton Musty. People were saying that was a steal as well. Um, from Sudbury, the Sudbury Wolves. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche select Callum Ritchie from the Oshawa Generals. He's a center. I've heard good things about him as well. Um, I don't know if he's related to the other Ritchies. I'm not entirely sure. But um, I've heard good things about him. He was a top player in Oshawa. Uh, the Toronto is like a mixture of Marner and Geeky. Okay. That's pretty cool. I like that. Um, Who did Toronto take? Toronto took Easton Cowan from the London Knights. He's a right winger. Honestly, didn't know who he was when they picked him. Um, he's from Ontario. So, you know, picking another Ontario boy. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think they took a chance on this guy because I never really heard of him before. Um, I think he, he was, was ra- ranked 51. I think it was. Oh, yeah. 51 North American. Let that- me look at his comparison. So they really took a, a leap for him, and maybe he had a really good draft interviews. I don't know. Um, I didn't expect them to take him. Um, just knowing some guys that were after him that they could have really taken. Um, but so when you're looking that up, I'll, I'll keep saying the names. Uh, St. Louis Blues had another pick, Theo Lindstein um, or Stein. I don't really know how to say it, but honestly... He's a really good defenseman, one of the top defensemen in the draft. He deserved to go in the first round. Uh, good pick by them. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes select Bradley Nadeau, left wing from Pen- uh, from the BCH- BCHL. I uh, don't know much about, about him, but uh, he's compared to Mitch Barner, uh, which is pretty cool. Good comparison. And then we have the Carolina Hur- Oh, no, I already said that. Colorado Avalanche selecting... Mikhail Gilyev, um from Russia. Don't know much about him. He's a defenseman. So Cowan's Cowan's uh he's undersized. Um uh, his absolute like ceiling, which is unlikely to be hit, but it's possible. A, a, a name like Braden Point is thrown out there. So like okay. we're talking about style, um, and you know. I mean, that's just really an example of what he can be if everything develops like perfectly. Yeah. So I'm not saying Easton Cowan is Braden Point, but I'm saying that's what he plays like. Yeah, no, I can see that because you know Braden Point when he was being drafted, I don't think he was seen he as he was a low he was a low pick. Too. Yeah, I don't think he was seen as anything special. But so maybe maybe there's Tree Living made a good idea there and and really 
really got a steal there in Easton Cowan. But um, yeah, but so the last pick in the draft was from the Vegas Golden Knights, 32 overall, David Edstrom, uh, centerman for, from Londa. Um, so he's playing for like the top team in Sweden. Um, I don't know too much about him. He was rated number 25, so he went a little lower than he was expected. Uh, do you know his comparison? Um, he's a center. Yeah, David Ed Edstrom. Uh, he's reminiscent of Eriksson Ek. Okay, he's just he's a he's a solid player, skilled player. I think I think Eriksson Ek is great. I think so too. I like him on the Minnesota Wild. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Vegas finally adds more to their prospect pool after trading all their picks away. So it's good that they had a first round pick. I mean, they just won the cup, so but they need to still add to that prospect pool. So good thing if they have a first round pick that is a center. Um that's a good start for them. Uh, if obviously they they need to <laughs> pick some more guys, we'll but see, we'll we'll see how we'll see how long it takes for them to trade them. Yeah. Exactly. You know what? Let's make a Okay, let's make a bet or a prediction right now. How long do you think he'll be traded by? If we're gonna, we gonna look back at this, I mean, well, what are the chances he does get traded? 50 50? I okay, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I mean, we're saying this with a little mm, bit like this is a little bit of a joke, but at the same time, not it's really. not really, it's not really. <laughs> I kind of want to predict when he's gonna be traded, maybe uh, like next year's next year's deadline. He up, uh, he could be a when he starts his, when he when, when some when some 32 year old veteran. You know what? Four more years left at seven million dollars is available, and Edstrom starts to show a little bit of promise next season. Yeah, that's when they'll I, trade him. I I predict next year. Next year, okay. Next year, that's <laughs> when I pick. Fuck, man. At some point, man, you got to start growing your own players. Well, you, well, you can't just keep. Hey, well, you think though, like they're gonna try to go for a run for another Stanley Cup, and you know they're gonna need pieces to trade. He's Probably the number one person that you're gonna trade away to get those, you know, rental players. Who's a who's a who's a veteran that would be available next year? Probably that's like good, but like kind of showing signs of age. Who would it be? A rental player? Yeah, like who's a rental player that Vegas could could trade for next year? That's like, or even uh, just like a veteran who's at, like you know, like a patch ready type player. Uh. There's people wanting trades. Um, honestly, there's there's still really good guys in free agency that they can get. Um, Patrick Kane. <laughs> imagine Kane. Imagine Kane on Vegas. Oh my god. I mean, that's that's exactly what we're talking about. That would be that would be just that has Vegas all over it. I think Buffalo should go for Patrick Kane. In my opinion. But I agree. Actually, I think he should go home. I would love. I I think this is the time where they're actually getting pretty good. And he should take advantage of it when he can. But he Cab also has to get hip surgery. Buffalo, man. Fearing for their lives right now. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he just no, we have Uber. They have Uber there, man. Or maybe they don't. I don't know. Um, and I hope he doesn't assault an Uber driver. To, but uh, but yeah, that was the first round of the draft. Um, pretty pretty exciting draft. There was some exciting picks. You know what? You know you know Arizona doing that. Yeah, people are pissed off, but I think it was very made the draft very exciting to watch too because um you don't you like when you watch something you don't expect to happen and maybe Simashev is going to oh, be it, maybe every year be, somebody makes a bad choice that shakes the whole thing up. So thank oh, you yeah. Arizona. 
Well, like even with Shane Wright, like like everyone still thought maybe he would probably go first overall, dropped to number four. So, um, weirder things have happened in the draft, like Seth Jones dropping that one year, and you know, um, but it makes the draft exciting and it, it really shows what the team wants and what the team needs are. Besides, they're you know going for the best player available. They're just picking based on their needs, which is what I think teams need to follow. Um, obviously, when you're oh, you the don't, crunch, you don't believe in you don't believe in BPA. Oh, okay. In certain situations, and depending on how good your team is, in my I opinion. think if you're in the top ten, it's BPA, and then after that, it's like um, depending on like yeah. if there's a player like if you're drafting fifteenth, and there is a player who is clear cut BPA, you take him. But if it's kind of mixed up, then you take you draft based on need. But what about what about like say if um you're um I was gonna say I was gonna say so like say you have the first overall pick and you the best player available was a forward, but the next player available was a defense. Which, no, no, I, I think if you're drafting first overall, you take you take best player available. I, I, I think, think if you draft in the top I, five, you take best player available. Like what if what if no it's a really question. good defenseman, but just not as good as the forward? No, I still think you take the. Well, I don't know. It it would it it all depends. Like obviously, like if Chicago <laughs> needed a defenseman, I don't think they should draft a you know a, a forward. I mean, you could trade uh, you could trade down. No, no, I, I'm saying like like in this draft, if Chicago needed a defenseman, oh, but. Yeah. They could. They uh, had a nineteenth pick. They had a nineteenth pick. They could have done that, but. Well, I'm just saying, like, I, I, I think if if there's a clear cut number one, like you mm-hmm. draft him no matter what. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, um, it was a good draft. And uh, who who was who who was your favorite pick, um, besides your favorite team's pick in the draft? Um, oh, let me think about that. Um, I would say Leonard probably to Washington or, you know, Fantilli to Columbus, actually Fantilli to Columbus is probably my favorite pick. See, yeah, no. And I agree with you with a lot of them. I think, um, who's the first one you said? Uh, Leonard. Yeah. Leonard, obviously that, I think that was like a, a very light guy through all the teams, just drop because of other players being available ahead of him. But I think I wanted to say he's my favorite player, but I'm looking around. I got to say Axel Sandin Pelekala. Yeah. Or how I, do you say gonna, his, I, or how you say his name? How do you say his name? Pelekka? Sandin Pelika. 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 That's right. Yeah. Honestly, I think that was the biggest deal. He was rated number seven. You might be right. You might be right. That could be the steal of the draft. You might. Be I right. think it is. I mean, I could be wrong. Could sound like an idiot, but in my opinion, I've heard great things about him. Offenses, right-handed offensive defensemen are so valuable in the NHL. They're so needed, and they get you points. And you know what? He he's a he's a, a Swedish defenseman playing in a men's league at the size he was. I don't think it's a problem in the NHL because of what he was already playing with. So he probably shouldn't have fallen as far as he did. And, you know, no. Yeah. I mean, it would have made more sense for Arizona to take him at six. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I don't know. They need another hyphenated Swedish name on their team. They lost Oliver (laughs) Ekman Larson. Now they need Sandy. Yeah, an ex-captain, you know. Um, 
All right, let's let's end it. We're at an hour twenty. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll do another podcast for free agency soon. Yes, um, we will. Okay. Um. Well, yeah. Just make sure you guys. Uh. I know. Um. It's a long episode, but there's a lot. It's really busy hockey season right now. Um. My nose is congested because it's allergy season as well too. So if I sound a little mumbly, nasally, that's why. Um. But uh, yeah, a lot to talk about right now. Exciting time. Um, just, you know, do whatever you can to support us, um, follow us and subscribe to us where you can to do on Apple, Apple podcasts and Spotify podcast. Um, uh, go visit our Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, um, you know, whatever you can do to help us out. Everything will be linked below as always. And, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Bryce and I, um, we'll definitely have some more content out soon. Hopefully some YouTube videos, I really want to get back into that and um, just getting into a series with Bryce would be fun too. So um, that's it for me, Bryce. I just got, I just got franchise hockey manager nine on sale on steam. So I'm going to try to figure that game out because the interface is just for like, I don't, yeah, that'd be a cool. I don't know. I don't know what, what wizards have figured that out, but yeah, I'd love to figure that game out. Yeah. Um, We appreciate everybody listening. I hope that, you know, it's tough to talk about every team and every player, but I hope, you know, we managed to touch on your favorite team or favorite, you know, draft pick. Yeah. So that's what I, I always try to, I always try to make sure that like I, I talk about, um, or I think we always try to make sure that we talk about every team as much as we possibly can. It's hard to do. There's 32 teams, but you know, Toronto I, is the I, best I, like, team. Okay. I try very hard to, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I always yeah. want to make sure that, 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 you know, we consider this as, you know, being able to speak on every team and, and have episodes where we focus on every team, you know? So like, mm-hmm. That, that nobody feels like their team gets left out. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of a team that maybe we don't touch on enough. But honestly, I feel like we do pretty good. I feel like we do talk about everybody. I think we get everywhere. So, I think we get everywhere. I don't think there's a I team just, we don't talk about. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, everything Jake said, guys, make sure you guys follow us and support us and on, on everything that, that you want to. And, and yeah, that's it for me. So next episode, we'll be talking about free agency. We appreciate everybody for listening and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace, guys. Thank you.